What is going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to episode 5 of the All Pro Jaffos. Country K won't be with us today. EA won't be with us today. Brother E will not be with us today. But the debut of two of the new Jaffos, DJ Mad Sticks. Yes, the mysterious Mad Sticks makes his debut today. And CJP, the other half of the Pernada Bros Productions umbrella, will be joining us today and hopefully every Monday from here on out. Ladies and gentlemen, this is about to be a fun show, a funny show, just shooting the shit, talking back and forth, having ourselves a good time. Enjoy it. All Pro Jaffos, episode five. It's stories from the Jaffos. Holy shit, ladies and gentlemen, what is going on? It's episode five, the All Pro Jaffos. Welcome, welcome. We're just shooting the shit today. It's a whole lot of stuff. We've been talking about it already. You heard the episode on Saturday. So today, we're just going to be telling stories. But today is also a very special day. Because two people have finally joined us on the podcast today. (laughs) Now... You guys may have heard over the weeks we keep talking about this mysterious character named DJ Madsticks. He's here. We're talking shit about the Cowboys on air. Just everything we can possibly <laughs> do to get this man on. And he just was But the man is here. DJ Madsticks. Sammy Award nominee for best DJ in Sacramento. DJ Madsticks is here, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome, my friend. What's going on? What's going <laughs> on? He is a real person. I'm telling you. I wasn't <laughs> yeah. lying. Hey, it'd be, that, it'd be that DJ life. I'll be, man, I'll be yeah, busy. Some people were just like, yeah, you're busy, not. Busy time of year. People yeah. were just like, yeah, you're not, you're not friends with a good DJ. Shut up. <laughs> they thought we were lying about it. That's <laughs> and the second guy that you can hear, goofy-ass laugh. I talk shit about him all the time. Why? Because he's the younger brother. That's Tony The second half of the Pernada Bros Productions umbrella. He's I'm the CEO. He's considered the COO. I say CEO because I do more work than you. Fuck yeah. off. We can no. talk about this. Oh, later. that's 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 funny. <laughs> I ain't even mad about it. I ain't even mad. But CJ is here, ladies and gentlemen, talking with us today. What's up, go. little brother? What's up? What up? Getting down. So, Saw my girl off at the airport. Ready yep. to go. Thank you. Well, it's so. In other news, I guess with these two, these two are going to be mostly uh, around the Monday times when we do the recordings. Yeah. Uh, Fridays will be, you know, the regular K will be with me. Uh, EA, brother E. Those three will still be with me on Fridays and whenever they show up here on Monday. Um, but for Mondays, for the most part, CJ, Mad Sticks, these guys, uh, scheduling-wise, this is how it's working out. So, and we need to do it twice a week to be keeping up with sports anyway. Yeah. I'm free both days. I don't care. Let's talk. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's just <laughs> it's about that time now. So... Uh, last episode, I guess to get you two caught up on it, we talked a little bit about uh, 
what's going on in the NBA, obviously. Uh, the Western Conference Finals. Not or not Lakers. The finals, but the playoff bracket, the way it's looking <laughs> right now. Eight seed is really the story of the NBA right now. Is Zion going to come back? He had four games back with uh, nine games left. Chances are not looking too good. Not looking too good. If Zion, can, if Zion can pull it off, he wins rookie of the year. Oh, I don't know. I mean, he's definitely got the team. Lonzo's starting to play ball. He's away from daddy, so he ain't no got all that distracted. And I know. No, man. definitely no pun intended. No pun, no pun intended, intended with the last name. You know. <laughs> but um, I don't know. I think Zion's definitely got it in him. Oh. The kid can ball. Like, yeah, he's going to be. Well, uh, at least from EA. what I've seen at work on my lunch and stuff. <laughs> they got the game on in the cafeteria. So it's like, you know, all right, I'll just sit down. EA, EA and K say he's going to be like a Charles Barkley. Like, he's going to be a baller, but he's not going to win any rings. Oh, I don't know. Well, maybe yeah. not in New Orleans, but you know, you know, the yeah. NBA. I mean, yeah, he'll end up somewhere. Yeah. Kind of like Either, that. Yeah. yeah, I give him about. Uh, I give him about four years before he get with a team there where he gonna win yeah. something. <laughs> you think but he'll? You think he'll definitely, win not gonna, four years? definitely not gonna do it. Uh, I don't think he'll wait four years, but I think the way the teams are stacked right now, like with cap wise, financially wise, I don't think you know with him. You know, I mean, he, he's a good player, but I just don't see him to, being able to he, uh, be on the squad right now. One of the top squads. He goes and plays with, at least uh, for a couple years with uh, KD and Kyrie in Brooklyn. How would, mm, how would that look? That's, that's the possibility. Yeah, how would that look? Yeah. In a couple of years, Oof. I mean. That'd be a nice. Yeah, that'd be kind of nice. When KD is healthy. But then, from that mm-hmm. was, but then again, like, knowing KD, I mean, whoever wins the championship that year will probably. He'll probably <laughs> oh, here you know, go. I know, right? <laughs> he'll probably end up going. And I don't, think, uh, I don't think KD going to come back as strong yeah, as he yeah, was either. Was I don't think he's going to be the same if player. If that was the case, he would have been on Toronto the next year. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't see him or Thompson being the same as they was uh, before these injuries. Clay, so, uh, well, Clay's different. Well, I mean, Clay's definitely going to be different because he's that guy that runs all the time. He's defending everybody like the he's like one of the best defenders, mm-hmm. really on guard, really uh, that they have on the team. And he runs, mm-hmm. fucking runs everywhere. So, and he's constantly moving on offense too. Not, yeah, not even yeah. so much his defense on offense. He's constantly moving. So a knee injury, I mean, I'm not going to say he's still not going to be one of the elite players in the league, but he'll, he's, I mean, mm-hmm. depending on how his rehab is, he's definitely going to be a little bit different. Yeah. At least. I mean, are we talking yeah. about Clay Thompson, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, he's yeah. He's in Silicon Valley. He's got, he's got the best fucking – Medical, yeah. physical <laughs> therapy. And, I mean, money combined. Oh, yeah. so he's chilling. Yeah, he's. He ain't oh, worried. Yeah. He's like, I got three rings anyway, so he's like, and I still have much. Yeah, jump shot doesn't change. Yeah, yeah so <laughs> flick of the wrist. Yeah, it doesn't change at all. What about your Celtics skills? What about that? Oh, looking pretty good. We're all right. All right, need Kemba to stay fucking healthy and Hayward to stay healthy. Get those guys going. Tatum's playing lights out. So Tatum is gonna be like Tatum's gonna be big. He's, uh, I'm I'm hoping he's our next Paul Pierce, except we don't get rid of him. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> well, I, you think he could be better than Paul? 
I think now he's better than Paul. Mm. I think Pierre, uh, I think Paul just has more legacy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he's just he's just done it longer. But yeah, like at Tatum's this point still, in like, their careers, out, really. Yeah, at this point in their careers, Tatum's definitely got the got the hand on him. You know, uh, Matt, you compared... six year, Matt, six year Laker fan. Yes, yes sir. It's uh, even worse because Celtics <laughs> fan, we got a Laker fan, <laughs> and on top of that, he's a Cowgirls fan. Like oh my God. some nah, people nah. would ask, hey, it's all right. some people may ask, why? What in my fucking right mind would I even want this guy on this talking about <laughs> with all this madness? Like, how can you be? I don't know. I don't know how you could be a fan of the Lakers and the Cowboys at the same time. I don't understand. Hey. It's weird because, like, I'm uh, I was born and raised in the Bay Area, yeah. so the whole family is nine. The whole family is Niner fans, <laughs> but I chose to be I chose to be different. Yeah, CJ, <laughs> yeah, CJ, so the whole family is Niner fans. CJ became the freaking. I grew up like. Go ahead, go ahead. I grew up like ten minutes from Candlestick, so you know he's so we just he never wanted to be the oddball. I was just never a Niners fan. Yeah, yep. that's the same thing with CJ. Was a, this dude friggin' some well, I know why he became a Colts fan, but he's a Colts fan. Yeah. So like he became a Colts fan because of Peyton Manning predominantly. Uh, yeah, basically. You know, During that, that yeah. and then we bowl get, run and, at that time. Yeah, and then and then we got luck. And that was <laughs> that was cool for a bit. I mean, while it lasted, you know. <laughs> I'm not. Um, I'm not one of those guys who was booing. Fuck that. I mean, that was yeah, that was messed that up. That should have never happened. You know, that guy. Yeah. Put, that guy put his body through hell, and he's still probably paying for it. So, like, I ain't even. Oh mad yeah, at the most guy. definitely. I ain't even mad at the guy. They're probably gonna draft somebody. For, I'm telling you, man. Herbert might be but, that guy that goes to the to Indy. I was see. I don't see him dropping that far, though. Honestly, you um, don't think so. Unless we trade up, I don't think he's dropping that far. I think there's too many teams out there that need a quarterback, you know, next year. Well, that all depends on free agency, though, really. Yeah, and then, I mean, the thing with Tua and and, and Burrow, yeah. it's, I'm, I'm tired of these damn quarterbacks just, you know, coming in and be like, I'm not going to go to the combine. Like, I don't want to. I just, I'm, not, yeah. I'm not feeling it this year. Like, what the – I mean – Already talking about Tua. Tua was Tua's family straight up came out and said that we're not going to play in Detroit. That's what I'm saying. They're going to pull a freaking Eli Manning. I mean, you. I mean, you bastard. Like for real. Like (laughs) like they're offering you. Yeah, they're going to be sitting on the bench somewhere because you you like. (laughs) I don't want to play there because I don't like the city. You have the chance to make a name for yourself to turn a team around. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. become a legend in the league for turning a team that was been. You know, especially someone somewhere like Detroit, if they decide to you know let go of Stafford or let him sit under Stafford for like two years. Yeah, I think this is. I mean, it's that. You know, and then and then come back and just you know, they have good receivers over there in Detroit. So yeah, they have a decent tight end in Hawkinson. They have no line though. Mm-hmm. That's back well, to the goddamn eighties. Yeah, yeah they, they <laughs> <laughs> the zero sixteen. Yeah, Jesus, <laughs> back to the same shit. How I do mean, you go zero sixteen with Megatron on your team? That's the Browns. Okay. Yeah, that's just... <laughs> well, I mean, the Browns, they didn't have Megatron. I know. But still, <laughs> like, I mean, Dawkins with Julio, I mean, but Julio ain't done that much. 
Honestly. I wish he did more. Yeah, there was a lot of teams. There was a lot of teams this year that was a bust. Yeah. I feel like certain receive Yeah. I think was it next year's uh free agent market that next year's how oh, they got uh, Ross coming out. Uh wide receivers. Yeah. This next year's free agency yeah. looking pretty good. Well, I mean mm-hmm. a lot of movement uh, maybe. I think Ross out of Clemson, and then I think he's coming out with Trevor Lawrence next year. Um, that'd be kind of dirty. Unless Trevor. Trevor Lawrence is just like, I'm going to stay four years. I don't really care about my draft stock. I just want to play football. If he's that kind of guy, then he's, he's gonna definitely going to be the you know? number one pick no matter when he comes out. Yeah, and, I, and I totally <laughs> see, and I can totally see Belichick just being like, you know what? We'll take he's- a year off. <laughs> <laughs> We'll I've been off. talking about that going, what are the chances yeah. that Bill Belichick just straight up like Emperor Sidious, the fucking Dark Lord, I would comes out and says, you know what? We're gonna tank. I shit a brick, honestly. We're like, gonna go we're gonna go one in fifteen this year, and then we're gonna draft Trevor Lawrence and we're gonna be dominant for another twenty years. Uh, yeah. I mean literally, dude, that guy is the dark side. Like I can't stand Belichick. Emperor Palpatine right there, yeah, He's too freaking good. Like, <laughs> Emperor Palpatine right there. Yeah. Just like... I know y'all not Cowboys fans. What do y'all think about uh, Dez coming back to the league? Mm. You think he still got it? I think he's De- going to be broke. Yeah. <laughs> 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 He had a workout with uh, Mahomes not too long ago. Yeah. That would be nasty. Yeah. That would be so really he, freaking scary. So if he went if to he Kansas City, Kansas. Oh, oh, shit. I'm not going to What are they talking about? They, the talk has been uh, talking about bringing him back to Dallas to play with Dak. Oh, then no. As no. another oh, receiver. No. Yeah, no. Uh, Dez ain't going to play for Dak. Dez needs to go somewhere else to be successual. He needs to go. Yeah. He, he, his time in Dallas is done. Throw up the egg somewhere else. Mm-hmm. I mean, even yeah. with McCarthy in there, I mean. I mean, McCarthy would love to have Dez, but it ain't going to happen. Yeah. Happen. Yeah. Like, yeah, I see. I think with uh, McCarthy coming on, too, I think they're going to be uh, get back to more of a running game. I, think. I mean, to me, Dallas was never really a passing team. Yeah. They've always been their running team. Well, they should be that. And that's, I think that's what they just need to get back to. I just, I mean, when they were running the football with Zeke, I mean, they were winning games. I just love how they decided to go the supposed number one offense under five hundred. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I know, right? (laughs) How the hell do you? Right. I tell you how they have the number one offense because they're always throwing because they're coming from behind. Your defense is trash. Mm -hmm. They have been trash for the last five to ten years. They haven't helped you guys with anything really. Your offense could be great, whatever, flashbacks of the Aikman Smith days, all you fucking want. Your defense sucks. You yeah, if you don't have the defense, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. You guys <laughs> let Philadelphia yeah. get it. Yo, what do you think about Tom Brady going to the Niners? I, bro, if that actually happens. <sighs> okay, all right. See, I'm glad you're here because I wanted <laughs> to talk about this. So, do you know when Richard Sherman <laughs> – came to the 49ers, how that was kind of that bittersweet moment. He had been kicking our ass for so long, you know, NFC championship mm-hmm. games, all that kind of shit, you know, talking shit, him and Harbaugh having beef. 
you know, all of that kind of stuff. Hey, Harbaugh did do him dirty. He though. did do I him dirty. Lie, I understand <laughs> it. I completely understand. So when Sherman came to us, I was like, fuck, I've been hating you for years. And now I'm like, holy shit, we, yeah! got, we got fucking Richard Sherman on the team. Now, if Tom mm-hmm. Brady, Caleb, you, you, know, you know how I feel about Tom Brady? Okay. You know how I feel about Tom Brady. Okay. I'm like an AFC team. <laughs> I know damn well. My, my team's in the AFC. I know damn well who the hell Tom Brady is. Like, yeah, I see. I'm not a fan. I haven't been a fan of Tom Brady for a very long time. It just, I, I can't, I can't. Every time people bring up the whole greatest of all time thing, yeah, sure he has six rings, but guess what? He also has three losses. He's thrown picks. Guess what Joe Montana did? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Joe Montana didn't lose, and he didn't throw picks. So, and he's 4-0. Oh. In, in the day and age, that, I mean, literally everybody on the field under four fucking Dude, seven, if Joe like, Montana were to play um, in the league the way it is now with today. not being able to touch the quarterback, dude, are you kidding me? He'd be right up there with Brady. Maybe. Montana took licks back in his day, bro. He played in the 80s. That was mm-hmm. like golden age work, headhunting football. Yeah. Montana. I'm gonna cut my lit. finger off. <laughs> Ronnie Lott, the rest of the game, <laughs> right? <laughs> Ronnie Lott couldn't play in this league. Ronnie Lott couldn't play. He'd get fined no. and suspended too damn much. Nah, yeah, he'd be kicked out. <laughs> yeah, man for life. People would start looking at him instead of this absolute gladiator god of football. And people would start mm-hmm. looking at him like a dirty player if he were to play in this league. Quadruple homicide and one quarter, like, <laughs> for life, like just Roddy Lott was a different animal. That dude revolutionized the safety yeah. position, the whole defensive back position, because he started at corner and then he went to safety. I thought he went safety and then he moved to corner mm-hmm. and then he moved back to safety. His rookie, his rookie sophomore, <clears throat> and I think third year he played corner. But then after that, they just figured, well, shit, he can cover the whole field. Yeah. And he well, put him at safety. <laughs> and he ended up becoming the greatest safety of all time. Yeah. Just, mm-hmm. yeah, this, this Roddy Lott. Yeah. yeah. So, but if Tom Brady were to go to the 49ers, to be completely honest, I would hate it because that would mean two things. One, the man I hate is now on the team. So even if we do win the Super Bowl, I can't be happy because fucking Tom Brady's the quarterback. Okay. <laughs> I can't be happy that my own team has won the Super Bowl because that son of a bitch now has seven rings in a Joe um, Montana yeah. uniform. Fuck you, hey, Tom bro. Brady. Okay. Okay. <laughs> That's number one. Two, number two, that would mean we'd probably end up getting rid of Jimmy G, maybe trading him back to the Patriots or trading, I mean, or trading him back somewhere else. But that would and a lot mean, of Patriots but, fans would be happy with that. Patriots fans like, would be happy. And then, again, Patriots oh, would be, be dominating for the next 10, 15 years. That's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about longevity. If you get Tom Brady, yeah. it's more of a but, we're going to try and win now and then we'll see what we get quarterback-wise. Yeah, because he, he only got like about a year He's left in him. Yeah. You're going to get him a two – you're going to get him two solid years. That's it. So even if he wins – because I'm because let's, let's be completely honest. If Tom Brady was on the 49er team that was on this year, 49ers are holding up a trophy. Like, I, I'm, I'm sorry. With the team that Tom Brady had, 
Tom Brady took the team that he had in the playoffs without any weapons. Now imagine what he would have had with a defense that was just absolutely demolishing everyone. And and still lost the Super Bowl. And a running game. That was a lot of holding that game. Oh, oh, (laughs) oh, there's so much holding. (laughs) You mean to tell me as many times as Patrick Mahomes dropped back, there wasn't one holding call on the offensive line? Fuck you. Shut up. Get out of my face with that bullshit. Okay. There was a lot of bang, bang. Bang, bang, my ass. There was a whole lot of holding and holding. There was a whole lot of Jimmy G going out of bounds, already giving himself up and getting hit late and not getting the call. Uh huh. There's a lot of that going on too. Jimmy G should have been. A you got to let him. You got to let him play. You got to let him play Shut ball. The hell up. Shut <laughs> the hell up. You know gotta damn let him well. Play ball. You know damn well if this is your team in that situation, you're seeing the same fucking <laughs> right. thing I'm saying. Right now. <laughs> like that catch that we caught and didn't get the catch. Yeah, they called it three years later, but guess what? Still no hope. Still no hope. Right. <laughs> But that, but yeah, we would end up probably get unless somehow they kept Jimmy G, and just let him kind of sit a little bit more under Tom Brady, and then when Tom Brady left, then we still had Jimmy G. That would be I would be okay with. See, but if Brady comes, that that means you got to get a lot of cap room open. (laughs) A lot of players got to go. That's that's why I say that's why I say Jimmy G is going to get traded if. If uh, if Brady comes back or Brady comes here, he gets traded. He probably goes. He's gonna go. I mean, he go back to the Patriots. Yeah. Apparently, there's something in the contract yeah. clause or some shit like that. The deal that they had, whatever. Yeah. That they have to like the 29th of April, or something whatever, like that. It. Yeah, to, for his guaranteed money. So if they decide to do this, they, they'll trade him back to do this. Tom Brady, the, they won't have to pay him the guaranteed money that he had. They'll be able to trade his contract away. And they'll trade him back to the Patriots, probably get a first-round pick, maybe even a third and fourth out out of that. Jimmy G is not a first-round pick. Hey, I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why he's going to do it that way. Oh, here we go. New England's going to need a quarterback, bro. (laughs) Jimmy G's the only one that knows that system. Yeah. You got Brissett. Oh, what? They're going to trade for Brissett to the Colts? Hey. Hey. <laughs> so then who would you have? No one. Brady. Oh, you saying Brady go to the Colts? No. Yeah. No. Yeah. Now I think the other scenario with Brady is uh that's been talking about Tennessee. I don't think as well. My mom wouldn't like that. My mom would hate yeah. that. And see with that with Tennessee, he's trying to bring uh yeah, get over which it. is where he's trying to bring Antonio Brown with him. Yeah. That's exactly that's the thing. If you're oh, getting... you don't want that kind of CT on your I'm not gonna yeah. lie to you. <laughs> well, he's been going but on I... Twitter and saying all this, you know, he apologizes and all this kind of mm-hmm. he keeps he Next keeps week, in he'll close be calling everybody out. He keeps in close <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> he keeps in close contact with Brady, you know. So yeah. everyone's saying basically wherever Brady goes, you're probably going to get a package deal with Antonio Brown. Mm-hmm. So everyone's yeah. kind of looking. At, so now if you're looking at the 49ers going, if we get Tom Brady and Antonio Brown. See, I'm pretty sure I have CT and I'm like almost 100% guaranteed like Antonio Brown should never touch the field again. For his own nah, safety. Yeah. Like, for his own safety? Honest with you, sure. For his own safety, like, 
he should never touch the field again. Like, he should just, I mean, rather, whatever he's going throughout, I mean, try and get help. I, I don't see him getting much help. I mean, I see him saying it, but every week it's, it's a new Antonio Brown. It's like, uh-huh. you know, he's developed schizophrenia. I don't know what the fuck's going on. I, fuck. I don't know, man. No, seriously. It had people worried. That That's for sure. There's a lot of people in the league that were actually legit worried about Antonio Brown. Though. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean, you got Troy Polamalu even trying to reach out to you, and you still can't hear him. Like something's wrong. Yeah, seriously. I mean, the the man literally. I mean, I don't know if you heard on the McAfee show uh, podcast, but Polamalu says he really talks to God. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, like that's true. Yeah, we watched that. So Pat McAfee, uh, you know, shout out to him. He has great podcast. Ryan, Pat McAfee right. has that story. Greatest punter of all time. He has that story about – I'm sure you've heard that story about Palomalu getting in the gap and taking away his touchdown. Lying so up in the sea gap. So apparently <laughs> – and if you have it, you should probably go check it out. Pat McAfee, go check out that video. His story with Troy Palomalu will have you dying. It is absolutely hysterical. So then they had it afterwards – that I guess Pat McAfee was uh, he was interviewing uh, who was he interviewing? Was it Clark? Uh, no, it was um, uh, shoot. He was one of the safeties. No, he was a he was a corner. Uh, well, he was talking to he was talking to one of those guys, and then he was basically saying that you know they called Troy Paul Ike, Ike Taylor. Ike Taylor. He was interviewing yeah. with Ike Taylor. And Ike Taylor basically told him that Troy Polamalu was like baby Jesus. Like, he was always talking to God type of thing. Yeah. Like, he's like, you ask him, why'd you do what you did? And he just said, yeah, he just God told me to go there. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> it's like what? McAfee was, Can he let us know? Like, <laughs> McAfee was oh, just oh, like, man. wait a minute. You know, people getting suspended for PEDs. I'm just saying, if you got God talking to you, that's the ultimate PED. That should be an automatic... 10 game suspension at minimum. <laughs> and then they had a they had a video of uh Palomalu basically explaining the whole thing on that exact play that Pat was talking about and just trying to give a different look and he screwed the whole play up. <laughs> <laughs> for film, for film. He did it for film. <laughs> like he, it was complete accident and on top of that he saw that Pat was a little too giddy getting onto the field. I mean, you got the punter coming to the line with his eyes the size of Pasadena. I mean, <laughs> it's just hilarious. Absolutely hilarious. But, yeah, the cowgirls suck. So, we're going to just uh, leave it at that. It kind of sounds like Mad- – We're just going to leave it at yeah. that? Well, yeah, because it kind of sounds like Mad's <laughs> connection is a little – I can't hear him. Can you hear him? I don't know if he's saying anything. uh uh-huh. He can't def- can't defend his team. So you just go. Oh, there he is. There yep. 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 I was gonna there say, I go. Okay. I was just about to say, let me see how long I can get away with this. Just absolutely. I'm not. I'm here. <laughs> I just want to say, okay. No, because I was hearing it going, I don't think he's there. Okay, yeah. So Dallas sucks. Let's see if I can get a reaction. <laughs> right. Oh man. But yeah, dude, it's like NFL's crazy now. This whole thing is going to be nuts. The free agency is going to be nuts. Mm-hmm. And basically, it's all about Tom Brady right now. 
Yeah. Nobody's gonna sign. I mean, nobody's gonna sign until he does. Yeah, just because everybody wants to see what their team needs going to be that that year. Not team needs, and the QBs are going to look and see how much Brady's getting paid. Oh yeah. So then they're going to be oh, like, yeah. oh. But then again, there's the bar. Brady's looking at no more than a three year deal, a three to four year deal. That's Even the highest that anything is going to go on. Bro, Brady's what, the guy is getting younger. I don't know. What, I don't know if you've been watching. Nah, <laughs> I think he only good for about one or two years, and that's it. <laughs> uh, and, and he's he's what, forty-five. Talks of him now, going right? to the Niners. He's forty-five. Now. Like one year as a starter, one year as a backup. With a line like that, I think Tom Brady like will retire Francisco, before he ever becomes a backup. Tom Brady goes yeah. at least four years. If he goes to San Francisco. If he goes to San Francisco with an O line like that, a defense like that, and a running game like that, that guy's got at least four more years, see then, four or five more see years. Then, then at that point, I would be okay with trading Jimmy G back because we had him to that long of a contract anyway, five years. We had him onto a five year contract. So if Brady lasts another four, that's where Jimmy G's contract. Well, because I don't know, I don't know if you heard, but apparently Giselle has has a say in this as well. And she really likes Santa Clara. Oh, God. Of course. You know. But they're from there, so, yeah. No, exactly. Oh, yeah. Brady's from Sarah High School. Yeah. Out there in Manteca. Was it Manteca, right? Where Sarah High School is at? Near Manteca? I think uh, Sarah, yeah. I don't know. I just don't see the uh, Niners signing them, though. I think they're going to roll with Jimmy G. I think he's going to end up somewhere else, either back with the Patriots or somewhere else. I think they'll roll with Jimmy I, G, too. But I, you know what? I'm going to tell you right now. I'm going to definitely have something to say if, they, if Brady comes to the Niners. If Brady comes to the Niners, I'm, I, I might just shut down for a little bit just to kind of process what the hell is going on. <laughs> um, I was going to say, when we were talking about the Super Bowl, did anybody else notice the scripted uh, coin toss? <laughs> Did anybody else know well, that? Even I was kind of like, hold on. I mean, the ref sitting there going, yeah. I mean, shout out to the Chiefs. That, that, that's some savage savagery. You send two kickers up there, <laughs> you know, and you don't win the toss, and you're expecting them to be like, we'll receive. And they're like, no, I want to fucking kick it. Like, <laughs> and the ref even asked him. The ref, the ref asked him twice, and the guy's like, "No, nah, we want to fucking kick it. Like I'm ready to go." Like, <laughs> and then the ref's like, "Yeah, okay, no, you want to receive, okay? So Kansas City's gonna receive." Yeah. And it's just like, it's "Oh like wow, they- I'm pretty sure when you ask twice, it's gotta be." <laughs> a, they already deferred, idiot. <laughs> You got the ref sitting there yelling behind the guy's ear and going, stick to the motherfucking script, dumbass. <laughs> Didn't you read it? Talk with Andy Reid. Don't you ever send kickers up here again? I get guys that know what they're doing. We're trying to rig the game, goddammit. Fuck. Oh. Max profits. That's what we need. The game was rigged. Yep, so we got we got March 16th to figure out what to see where Brady going to do. Oh. He got to the sixteenth. Yeah. Sixteenth or eighteenth? Uh, 16th. And then the draft is April twelfth. Who y'all got go number one? You got two Burrow. or Burrow? If Cincinnati's I got if Burrow Cincinnati's going. smart, they'll go Burrow. 
Honestly, all I know is the 49ers are not picking in the first round. That's all I know. They're, they're trading out. You don't even have a first round. We don't have a second, third, or fourth. So, yeah, we're trading out for more picks. Oh, so you guys are like, <laughs> this is really it, bro. Like, this is really well, that's it. Why I'm, like, this is our team. That's, that's what I'm – Like, this <laughs> – this, you know, is, this is us now. This is us now. <laughs> <laughs> like, if we decide to draft somebody in the first round, it's either going to be an offensive lineman or a DB, like two positions that are going to be needed. And it needs, and it yeah, needs to be a player that number. is going to be a potential defensive player of the year, defensive rookie of the year type shit again. Hey, I'm just saying, Justin Simmons coming off contract this year out of Denver. Y'all looking for that thumper. That's that guy. We'll see. I don't know. I would say John Lynch has an eye for thumpers, so we'll see. He was, he's a thumper so, yeah. himself, so I don't know. So where, where are the Colts going? Colts? Uh, next year, we're going less than 500. Hmm. Another top ten pick, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, unless we get just an automatic like, I mean, we could definitely use a right guard. What if somehow Joe Burrow fell to the Colts? If that happened, I don't know, man. Or maybe even the Colts straight up for him. Who knows? <coughs> And Dallas, you need what? You need an entire defense. You need all 11 positions out there on defense. You need (laughs) pretty much an entire new head coach, new head coach, an entire receiving core. You only have a running back. Probably not even going to pay out Dak, so he's probably gone. So we went in the Super Bowl this year. I don't know what you're talking about, but. That's my that's every my prediction. Every time a freaking Cowboys fan, every Cowboys every time a Cowboys fan, fan says that, I think <laughs> of that SpongeBob meme of him acting like a dummy, <laughs> saying, "Oh, we them boys, we them boys." Yeah, that's what I think. Or that's even, right, uh, that's what I think. Or even holes. Zero. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Zero. That meme was hilarious. So, caption said, "How many playoff wins the Cowboys have?" And it has bringing that scene from Holes, Shia LaBeouf going, zero. Zero. (laughs) (laughs) Decked out in full, like, blue jumpsuit with the Cowboys logo on it and everything. (laughs) The hat had the logo on it, too. (laughs) Oh, man. It was just, it was too funny. It's too funny. How do y'all call yourselves America's team still? I don't understand. You're the most, you're always the be most American hated team. team in the entire league. But you know what's funny? It's only the Niner fans that hate no, us. No, Everybody else. No, Eagles. That's all I hear is Niner. Niners hate the Cowboys. prefer you dead. True. Okay. E- well, okay, yeah, we had the same provision, <laughs> so, of course, they don't like us. <laughs> the, Reds, the only people I hear talking mess is the Niner that's fans. That's because you're here in California. Go yeah. out to the rest of the country. <laughs> <laughs> Go well, out to the There's rest. too many Dallas fans here. <laughs> Get them <laughs> Yo, yeah, Yo, Caleb's so funny, in Texas. Dude. He can tell you about the freaking Cowboys fans out there. Pains in the ass. <laughs> my my cousin is a, is a he's a Cowboys fan. It's hilarious. I dude. laugh at him. I mean, every and every time Leighton wears that damn Cowboys onesie that my aunt bought him, every single time, bro, 
he throws up on it. It's like, it's a sign, dude. Like, he's not supposed to have it. He either throws up on it or you get the blowout. Like, well, he's done. take your pick. Like, Megan, our other cousin, which is JD's sister, became an Eagles fan. I was like, see, how was she raised correctly? I don't understand, like, <laughs> what's going on with this picture here. Your mother and you are Dallas fans, yet she's an Eagles fan. Yeah, she picked the right team. Picked the right team. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, so I'm ready to talk about this Loma fight coming up. Oh, yeah. That's it. You pay yep. attention to boxing? Uh, yeah, I haven't. Uh, the last one, uh, I caught that Wilder fight when he got his butt kicked. <laughs> but. Yo, real shit. Yeah, I fool. thought he was about to die in that ring. That man. Looked yeah, like he was like. Oh, like, like, look, man, he did not look good at all. That's how he would have preferred to go out. To be honest, I was sitting there. Yeah, I, I was sitting there like in the sixth round, going, <laughs> "Uh, yeah, they need to stop the fight. I mean, this man can't even walk. He yeah, like, yeah, he he looked like he was getting his butt, but he calls for the rematch. It was his costume, man. <laughs> <laughs> He's six three, six seven. You got fucking okay. two hundred and fifty pounds. You gotta know. You can't carry forty pounds a year, and you're nine, really? and you're yeah. nineteen pounds heavier from the first fight. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah. If you know that you're gonna, because it wasn't just he put on the suit and then he walked out. He was in that suit for like twenty twenty five minutes, almost thirty minutes in that goddamn mm-hmm. suit. So if you know. Yeah. That you're about to go into probably one of the, the biggest fights of your career. It, it is the biggest fight of your career. Mm-hmm. Why would you think that <laughs> basically adding 40 pounds of stress on your legs that's already supporting an extra night? So we're basically looking at what, 59 pounds heavy that he's he carrying mm-hmm. on those yeah. damn legs for 30 minutes. Yeah. Before he gets he to the so ring, slow. he was terrible. He looked terrible. Yeah, because he never sat down. He was like pacing the whole time. So he looked- it's not like he sat down this entire time. Yeah, that and Fury was dancing. You knew there was a problem. Mm-hmm. With Fury dancing and singing, yeah. having himself a good time. I'm like, oh, Fury. <laughs> There's no way Fury was dancing. Fury came in on a throne. <laughs> I'm saying, I'm saying, <laughs> I'm saying pre-fight. That man came in already. The king. I'm saying pre. It, well, right. Yeah, that's it. yeah, he already came in knowing that he was going to be crowned. I mean, you can see it. In that's the a big. That's a big dude. Man. Six foot nine, yeah, two hundred seventy five, bro. Seventy five yeah. pounds. Yeah, that's a big motherfucking. I'm not it. taking that fight. <laughs> and he was, bro. He was chilling. Yeah. You could tell. Yeah, it was. You had Wilder sitting there. Stretching, warming up, getting cold, warming up, getting cold, and fucking putting all that gear on, and you just see why, and you just see Fury just chilling on the couch eating a motherfucking hot dog. Like, what the what the <laughs> fuck? Like, <laughs> I wouldn't want to fight anybody who's just here. Hang on, let me finish this hot dog <laughs> fight. Like, hold he on. was coasting throughout right. that whole fight, though. He was he coasting was there. Mm-hmm. He knew he but, had that I mean, fight. You knew even in the first fight. I mean, Wilder got his ass beat in the first fight, too. He just got two lucky punches in the last. And put him down. Yeah. yeah. And put him down. Yeah. That's what caused but, the draw. Right? I think he realized he uh, – I think he realized he might not be able to knock Fury out either. Because well, he was saying, he, you know, in that first fight, he threw, he threw his hardest punch and dude got back he, up. Fury even said – 
Fury got possessed. Fury said after, <laughs> yeah, no, seriously, freaking nine, and all of a sudden he wakes up and gets up. Like, whoa, 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 hold on a second. What? what? <laughs> but Fury said after that fight, one, he knew that there was going to be a second fight. As soon as they got the draw decision, he knew there was going to be a second fight. But he already knew going mm-hmm. into that 12th round. You saw in that 12th round, Fury was pressing. He was pressing. He was pushing mm-hmm. forward exactly what he did in the second fight. See, he wasn't doing that in the beginning of the fight, and that's why Wilder was able to come up and land some of those good shots that put him on his ass. Mm-hmm. But as soon as he figured yeah. out, oh, yeah. as soon as I step to this dude, he doesn't know how to back up. He has no defense. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's over. Oh, we got a draw? Yeah, okay, you, the yeah no, fight, you, you can the tell, The second though. fight, we're going to go in. Hey, let's run it back, bro. I'm going to knock this dude the fuck out. I already know. I, I figured him out. I've been, I figured him out I've been trying to tell people yeah. for the longest yeah. time, Wilder is not – he's not the best boxer. He's got a lot of power. Nah, he's, a, he's, he's all but, about knockouts, and he, he ain't going to go yeah. to distance. Yeah. yeah. And, then, and that was what I was trying to say when, when, that, when that Wilder-Joshua fight was getting real big, and everybody wanted to see that fight. And then that one of them kept ducking. I'm like, I don't know. Josh was – I mean, they both got kind of glass chins, but, I mean. A lot of the thing was saying that Joshua was the one ducking the fight. Wilder wanted the fight. I mean, maybe. Wilder wanted the fight forever, and Joshua just he wouldn't take it. I mean, but but at the end of the day, Joshua was still the better technical boxer. Yeah. I mean, barred by that's far. True. Well, that's why by I was saying far. after this last fight, it was going to be Fury and, versus Joshua. But then friggin' Wilder said, "No, no, no, I want, I want some more." We, I mean, we get the rematch clause. I mean, he's definitely got got to drop that nineteen pounds. Come in the same way he came in in the first speed fight, speed and power. And then he's got he's he's got to he's got to work his footwork and he's got to work his fucking head moves. <laughs> oh my god. I feel when he get knocked out in the third round. He's not going to get past all the. <laughs> He should have not even invoked that clause, uh, and, and it was he, like, he's going to go out on his shield, man. That's just how he is. As a, I respect that. I respect that. You know, he wants to go like he didn't want to go out with his corner throwing in the towel. He didn't want to go. No, no fighter yeah. really does want to go through that. Yeah, you know. So I mean, congrats to him for making it to the seventh. But <laughs> that should be, yeah, that fight should have been over a whole long time. That should have been over round five. I mean, as soon as because I mean, at most he got he got hit and that got he got hit in his head, gets knocked down. He looking at the ref like, did he just hit me? <laughs> like, are you? And sure? then that body shot that just put him on his ass. I was. Just I like, mean, Oof. that was nuts. As soon as I saw that, I was oh, like, yeah, yikes. no, he's got no legs. I was like, he's got no oh, legs. As no soon way. as the body shot hit. I was just like, yep. And then he's leaning on the ropes the whole time with his right hand. Yeah, so it's just, you know, leading us to believe that bloody ear had something to do with the eardrum rupture. No, it was just a small laceration in the ear. So you can't mm-hmm. I mean six stitches is this six stitches. Right, but it's not it's not the same as fucking rupturing an eardrum. You know, the balance I mean, and equilibrium. Yeah. You know, like that. It it's not yeah. the same. Yeah, you have Anytime a cut. You, you got blood coming down. Yeah, ear, you though. got blood probably filling up on the inside of the ear. Probably, maybe that'll affect yeah, it. The swelling. Yeah, I mean, definitely. Uh, so that could definitely put some. But he, 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 you know, like you said, he looked, he looked drunk. Basically, he looked bad. Yeah, looked really bad. A lot of things he's got to do coming into that next fight. But until yeah. then, Loma's next fight is coming up, which I'm excited for. Because <laughs> I oh, love watching. Yeah. Loma. Have you heard of Lomachenko? Uh, message. 
Nah, Vasily Lomachenko. You gotta look him up, oh, man. Whew, the Matrix, the one Neo. I mean, the guy—he's he's, he's fucking Neo, bro. The guy <laughs> literally boxes in slow motion. Everybody ain't used okay. to is just like. I mean, so yeah. I th- this next fight, this. Yeah. He had a I mean, Tailfield's he's got some power, but. Yeah, but he's know. he's that fighter that Lomachenko actually thrives against. Lomachenko's a great counterpuncher, so like this dude being aggressive. I mean, they they both kind of are, you know. Tailfield's got he's got a good counterpunch ability, mm-hmm. you know. He's got a lot of power, but I'm trying to see if he carries that through the weight class. Because he's dropping down to 135. They're meeting at 135. Oh, okay. So he's coming down. So he's losing yeah. pounds. And Loma for the is Loma staying or is he gaining? Um, no, Loma's coming up from 130. They're going to meet at 135. So even Loma adding five pounds is still a deadly Lomachenko. If anything, I mean, that means bro, more power. I mean, the guy, <laughs> the guy literally, I mean, you can't hit him. He stands right in front of you. And he's fucking ultra instinct. You just can't fucking yeah, hit him. Yeah. <laughs> and and he's, he's literally hitting you with every punch from every fucking direction. You know. Yeah. He's throwing feints. He's throwing, you know. But he'll tap you. He'll give you a little two left tap and then he'll come with a hard right or, you know, or he leads with his right or he can step around you. And it, I mean, there's nothing you can do about it. Yeah, when you, you'll put your, you put the earmuffs up, you look up and he's gone. You're eating a fist. Like, <laughs> yeah, but dude, when you get the chance at six, like seriously, when you get the chance, look up, uh, Lomachenko, you can just even you on YouTube. As soon as you type in Loma, L O M A, his stuff's going to pop. Up. Mm-hmm. His stuff will pop. Up. Okay. This dude, I'm telling you, he's, I've never seen anything like this, honestly. I've never Max, seen a fight like him. Max Kellerman, Kellerman's got him at number two for pound for pound. I think he's got Terrence Crawford at number one. Mm. Um, Terrence Crawford's a hell of a I fighter. know, but he just fights. He's just, he's just a little too big for Loma. You know what I mean? Yeah. For them to meet up. Because Terrence Crawford fights at 145, 140. And I don't know if they, they – I don't know if they come and meet in at the middle 35. of like – 140 or 135. If Loma went up to 140, I don't know if his dad is gonna like that very yeah, much. Yeah, that's 10 pounds. I mean, his dad's because his dad's a fucking genius. Yeah, like that too. But yeah. I'm sure you know. I I'm sure Lomachenko wants to move up or down. He he wants titles in all weight classes. He just doesn't want to be in he one doesn't. weight class doing all this. You know, he wants to. I mean, it's yeah, not but like it's impossible. Wants it's, to fight well, him, that, like. that too. No, like for real, Matt six so real shit. People do not want to fight this man. People yeah. straight up are like, no, there's, I'm not. I'm not. There's, there's nobody in his weight class that wants to he, fight. Him. He no, had okay. a span. I don't think he's of like five yeah. fights in a row where they all quit. They didn't make right, it yeah. up. They just it was the fifth, sixth round, and the guy, the, the refs, like, you want to continue because he won't come out of the corner. And the guy goes, like, no, no, I'm not. No, no, no must. And they were all mostly Mexican or um, South American La- Latino, fighters. Latino fighters, yeah. Uh, Latin American. And literally, bro, they gave him, all of them were just like, no mas. They gave him the and nickname. Then he was, and that's what they, yeah, they started calling him no mas chenko. <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> but, but, dude, but nobody wants to fight no. that guy. Well, I mean, shit, when you can't hit something, you're literally just standing in the middle of a ring and getting your ass kicked, not being able to retaliate. Yeah. Who would want to take that for 12 rounds? 
Like, like if you I mean, can't and, land, and then, then you, you even see like, even... and then you see like the punches thrown and punches punches landed. The stats uh, next to you. Punches yeah. landed. You see Loma throwing three hundred punches in a round. You know, mm-hmm. landing over almost a hundred. You know, sixty-seven, ninety, ninety, or whatever. Thirty power punches, fifty power punches, whatever. And he's just landing like crazy. He's got a forty percent or higher land rate, and the other guy's got like six percent. Like not even close, bro. Yeah, it's yeah. It's not so much he's as landing the, it's not so much as the offense. Like, what is going on? His defense is an offense because it's like when you're when he's moving away, he's like also throwing at the same time. He's just like mm-hmm. when he moves his head, he can. The dude is just with a quickness. He can take that step. There was this one I forgot who the guy he fought, but he did this. He was in front of the guy. He hit him with a right mm-hmm. hook. And then he did That's this. When they get that earmuff. He did this step around, and the dude didn't even see it because as he got hit with the punch is when he did the step around. So after he gets hit and looks mm-hmm. up, Loma is no longer in front of him. Where'd He's he go? Like off to the side of Where'd him. Where'd he go? Throwing all of his weight behind one And then punch. Loma is be- knocks the dude in the yeah, jaw. He's out. He's out. He out. looks up and goes, where did he Fucking go? And done. the next thing you know, you got a fist straight in your face. And that's the only thing that you see. Yeah. Like, that's that that dude is just – it's incredible, the footwork on that man. Yeah, I'm sitting watching uh, watching some of his highlights right now as we talk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like that – Damn, that guy's crazy. Is, that dude is the truth. And, he, and he's a showman, too. Yeah. Like – Oh, yeah. He's take, he was taking pound for pound fighters, top ten pound for pound fighters, and making them look silly. taking them to school. Ringing down, I mean, didn't even didn't even have he a didn't chance. Ringing down just said no, no more. Hey. And he was the top. He, he was the number ten pound for pound. Yeah, he he was. Yeah, he killing them with these body shots. Oh though. yeah, yeah. yeah, some vicious body shots. Yeah, definitely works the body very effectively. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> like the man, dude, he's insane. Man, he's just. Well, that's, that's the thing with, like, Mexican fighters. You, you got to go to the body. Yeah. And he's fought a lot yeah. of Mexican fighters. Because, yeah. I mean, they'll they'll take punishment to the face all fucking yeah. night. And there's just they'll mm-hmm. never fucking go down. They just keep coming. Just yeah, never they just go keep down. coming. They just keep walking yeah, forward. Right. Just... I mean, that's that's just the Mexican spirit, I it, guess. No, it like, is. It really is. That's just that style of boxing. Like, that's just how they're boxing. I mean, I mean every Mexican fighter has got it. They, every single one of them can go all 12 rounds and just Take the worst kind of and punishment. Just keep coming back and brawling, and just keep coming back. <laughs> just but yeah. You, take, you, you, I mean, the guy's got like pinpoint action. But it, liver shots, it's kidney like, shots. And these dudes like it's like ten times before they're like, what yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. But like, if yeah. you take a dude's ribs out and you can't breathe, man, you can't really oh, yeah. fight if you can't breathe. <laughs> mm-hmm. dude, Mexican dudes take shots to the face all they want. You can't breathe. It's going down. They're going down. Like anyone's going down. Yeah, the dude, the dude's nuts. The dude's absolutely nuts. Yeah. So like that fight is May thirtieth. I believe that fight. I'm ready for that. May thirtieth. I'm not. It's on uh, ESPN Plus. Oh. Oh. So. ESPN Plus. I think you got somebody that got knocked out, huh? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, man. I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> you, man. The he's fast he's powerful great footwork awesome yeah, yeah, defense yeah. perfection at the counter punch 
He's honestly Mayweather. He's like Boyko. Mayweather bro. would I never want to see this man. Fighter in the world. Like Mad Six, I'm telling you, nah. Mayweather would not want to see this man. Mayweather to me is garbage, man. I cannot stand Mayweather. <laughs> like I don't know how that food is just like straight garbage. Mad like Six, he hits and runs the friend. entire fight. He's the, he's yeah. the best. Track, <laughs> he's the best track star in boxing. Right, <laughs> like man, but he talking about he gonna uh, he talk Wilder. He can uh, teach him how to beat uh, Fury. <laughs> like what you gonna do is like hit that fool and run the entire match. <laughs> Hell yeah, Seriously, that's probably you gonna see him hopping around. <laughs> <shit>. <laughs> Muhammad Ali shuffles and everything. Mm-hmm. Hey, bro, honestly, hey, if, if Wilder learns how to throw a fucking counter punch, holy shit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that right hand counter punch. Ooh. He would definitely be the baddest man alive if he learns how to throw that thing as a counter punch. Mm-hmm. I mean, how, how to slip and move and then step around and come with that That's right what I'm saying. Hand, if Wilder but, had footwork, my God. If he was a more complete boxer, this dude would still be undefeated That's the right scariest now. scariest guy in the he world. He would still be undefeated mm-hmm. right now if he was a better complete boxer. Yeah. But, I mean, he said it himself. I, I can make up anything with my power. Yeah, no, fuck no. <laughs> can't make up for legs with power, bro. Like, right. <laughs> you got no legs. You got I no got legs. all the power in the world. And fucking chicken feet. Like, yeah, when your on, equilibrium bro. is shaking, ain't nothing you can do. <laughs> right hand. Looking like a baby. With his the only thing. Just can't even walk because it's too heavy. The only, thing, the only thing that his right hand was good for was holding him up on the ropes that fight. That's mm-hmm. what his right hand was good for that fight. <laughs> but, hey, he wants in number three. Third time. I guess third time's a charm. Yeah. <laughs> third time's a fucking other trip to the hospital and possible right. retirement. Yeah, yeah that that could be an also big possibility. <laughs> That's a big yeah, bro. Literally, dude, Tyson Fury really can't beat him with just his left hand. Yeah. Like... Mm-hmm. <laughs> Where they're at today, and they even his trainer even said that in the first fight. You can literally beat him with your left hand. Like, stop toying with this kid. <laughs> and then you see him come out and just absolutely beat the dog shit out of him. Man, told absolutely the most feared. His corner told him, "Hey, it's time to go home." <laughs> yeah. In the seventh and round, the other corner heard him, and they were like, "Yeah, he's probably right." Didn't tell him. It was all bad. It was all bad. But that that was the best decision for a while, dude, though. It's definitely, you know, get him out of there. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. For sure. Because that shit just started, it just started to get ugly. And we're just sitting there watching him eat shots. And I'm like, yeah, they just need to stop. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I mean, to me, like, too many, too many fighters getting injured because you're not stopping fights. No, seriously. And it's that like, was, yeah. yeah. That was. That shit was so funny, though. I called every fight that fight. That that night, all the undercards, the heavyweight bout, I called that shit. I seen it in the second round. I seen one dude land one punch, and I was like, this fight's going to end in the sixth or the fifth. Mm-hmm. And then goes to the fucking sixth, dude gets knocked out. <laughs> so hanging like, hanging around with grandpa too much to call that shit. <laughs> we'll we'll, like, we'll get into that stuff. So... We're going to go to a quick commercial break right now. We'll come back. I got to do the same thing, like invite you guys in. You know, just how the anchor thing works. You know, so uh, take a quick commercial break. We'll come back. We'll start telling some stories. Get into the little story aspect right. of everything. DJ Mad Six, we've talked about your, 
your DJ gigs, how wild those motherfuckers oh, yeah. are probably. So, <laughs> so I know CJ here's got a great football story that I want him to tell you. What's happening, you guys? Welcome back. Welcome back. Enjoy that commercial. No phoenixfit.com. Yeah, buddy. That's going to be good stuff. That's a great sponsor right there. Uh, okay. So it's now come time, part of the podcast, where we got to tell some stories. Story time. It's story time. Story time with the job. God damn it. And it's great. And it's great because you guys have to tell K and E and EA, they've told some stories about themselves as well, too. So nobody's gotten to really hear from you guys. So it's going to be fun listening to a couple of these stories. Okay. CJ, since you're a little embarrassed, we'll we'll wait on you for a second. I I really want to hear some of these <laughs> wild things, either from the DJing or maybe some past sports, whatever you put. Talk talk to us, Matt Stace. What is going on in the DJ world? What's happening? Ah oh, man, the DJ world has been very busy. You know, we got the uh, the Sammy Awards. We got one day left to vote, so make sure everybody get out there and vote. Uh, we yep. find out on the twenty sixth win. Yeah, um, man, party, uh, besides that, just, uh, you know, just gearing up, uh, doing this concert coming up, um, on the 28th, the uh, E40 concert. So, so that's, that's a, that's a big, uh, that's a big one. Looking forward to that wait, one. Wait, 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 wait. You're DJing for E40? The, uh, I'm doing like the, well, he'll have his DJ, but I'm doing like in between, but the, uh, you know, like the artists. Oh, like, like, oh, you, uh, yeah. the opening guys? Yeah, yeah. Oh, God, like, bro, that's E forty. Yeah, <laughs> yep. <laughs> no, that's 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 a dude I've been wanting to. That's a dude I've been wanting to see forever. So now here's a chance I get to, you know, first time meeting to be able to DJ for the whole show. So it's pretty oh, cool. Absolutely. That's, yeah, uh, that's crazy. Um, besides that, a couple of weeks ago I did this uh this art show. It was the first time doing something like that. It was a Brazilian art show downtown at the Brazilian Center. It's a cool little center downtown. I saw those. Got a couple painters, tattoo artists. Yeah, so that was pretty dope. Um, as far as crazy parties, man, uh, nothing nothing too, too wild. I mean, you get you get one out of every bunch that, you know, get a little too drunk, get a so little then, carried away. So then we got to talk. So then what it – as a DJ, I'm sure you've seen a lot of fucking stupid people, crazy, oh, yeah. you know, things going on. You know, what is the at like the one incident that sticks in your head the most out of like everything that you possibly say? Uh the biggest thing for me is uh getting my speakers tour one uh day down in uh where is it? uh San uh San Simeon State Park for a wedding. And yeah. uh by the time the reception started, one of the uh, people was like drunk by the time the reception started. Oh, she got to being out there dancing. <laughs> she kept bumping into the lights. We trying to catch. We trying to catch the speakers, and then she just starts spinning in circles. She just starts doing circles, knocks yeah, the speaker crazy. over, gets all entangled in the lights, and oh, my. it's like like just tearing stuff up. And then she, she's still getting up trying to dance, and they like telling her she got to leave. Like you like tearing up these people wedding venue and <laughs> so wait a minute okay so I'm over I, I this is hilarious to me because I'm expecting you know you've DJed clubs 
you know, you've DJed, you know, plenty oh, yeah. of like wild places where a lot of alcohol mm-hmm. involved, a lot of crit and the story that sticks out into your head the most <laughs> the wedding. was a drunk chick <laughs> at a wedding that <laughs> was a drunk chick at a wedding. Yeah. <laughs> like literally, like she had to be drinking like before the wedding even started because she was like by the time the reception started. She was toasted Before already. For the freaking like, you, like everybody knew it. Oh yeah. my god! Hey, that happy hour must have been lit. <laughs> Man, they, uh, it, was, it was a cool, it was a cool little wedding. Uh, it was down there, uh, down there on the beach, San Simeon. It was a nice little venue up in the mountainside. Uh, but yeah, she, yeah, she a little, a little too drunk and. They finally carried her off to her little motor home because everybody just kind of camped out the he night. Uh, the night that night. To the motor home. <laughs> <laughs> everybody, uh, everybody in the wedding party because uh, it was like on the hillside, so they had like little bungalows. Oh. So the people at the wedding party stayed in bungalows, and then everybody else brought their tents, and we just camped out. So we partied like all night. Dang. We brought the tents and just yeah, so it was cool. But yeah, she. Uh, that was like the biggest one for me. Usually, like even like in the clubs and stuff. I mean, you, you would think. get people that's drunk, but yeah, but you don't get people that's like you know running into your equipment and tearing stuff up, and you I know mean, what I mean. I hope the security guards so. are better than that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Still, holy wow, a wedding. That's fucking all. Right. I, I know, love, right? I love it. All it. Everyone else is in tents and bungalows. She went to the trailer park, like she right. <laughs> <laughs> And there's the trailer, yeah. <laughs> Man. Well, yep. that explains that, though. If she ended up going oh, yeah. back to the trailer. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> That's still hilarious. Yeah. But now, nah, DJ life is fun. It's always fun, you know, have, being at the parties. And, you know, I think the usually a lot of times, like, even when I DJ, I, I try not to uh, get too, too much involved in the festivities. But there's been a couple times that I've definitely have. I've uh, seen it. You know, got I've seen it. Yeah, the last, yeah, the last one I did, the, yes. the Halloween oh. party. <laughs> oh, I gotta tell you. Okay, yeah, sure. this is the first time, <laughs> the first time I've ever met Matchsticks. This is the first time I ever met him. Is that a Halloween party for uh, for Trader Joe's? Uh, I guess one of the uh, the the ladies who works there, whatever. She has a Halloween party, a pimps and hoes party every year. So it was funny as hell because my costume looked so terrible. My brother over here calling me broke ass pimp. <laughs> it was so bad, bro. I had this like weird I had my like red vest that I had this worn a... breed? no there was weren't beads it was like that rope thing that Marissa was using so I used that as a necklace thing as well anyways so we're getting in there everyone's having a good time you know talk to talk to Mad Six a little bit ask him hey you do weddings you know me and you because know, you know me me and marissa we're looking around trying to get stuff for the, the wedding, ne- mm-hmm. wedding next year so we're trying to figure things out and get to talking to him a little bit and you know we go about go about the night or whatever well fucking 30 minutes later 30 45 minutes later i look over to the dj booth the music's playing but there's no dj I'm like, oh, wh- where'd he go? He must have, I don't know, he must have like put the music on, like running on a loop or something. I look over and I, <laughs> people are crowded around the DJ booth. So I'm like, oh, people, I hope people aren't fucking with this stuff. And then I walk over a little bit and there's Mad Sticks in the chair. Just, 
Like, like Stav's style, just head back, like <laughs> snoring. Out, oh, bro. Out, bro. Oh, out. I was out. So, <laughs> done. I was like, I was like, how much did who the greatest DJ ever? <laughs> <laughs> Damn, the DJ literally just. Oh, like, oh wow, he really went with the party. Like, they gave him some drinks right. that night. Bro, oh yeah, man! I had too many drinks that night. So what happened was like they had uh, they had told me to stop the music, so I stopped the music. I think something happened in the house. So like I was fine while the music was going, but then as soon as the music stopped, everything just hit, and I was just like, I was like, man, I sat down. I was just like, that was it. The adrenaline started going away. The alcohol. Yeah, I was like, that just went. Yeah, I'm like. I didn't even take my equipment home that night. I took it home the next night. I went back and got it the next day. I was like, just put a put a blanket over it. <laughs> That's right. I remember that. I remember that yeah, something happened. <laughs> we were starting to like kick people out and stuff. Like that. Something happened inside the house. So you're kind of, yeah. Oh man. Yeah. So they was like shut the music down, and then after that, I was like, That's what it was. Yeah. So then Gabby came to the one that was throwing a party. She called my wife. She was like, You can come get him. <laughs> And so I just remember them helping me to the car and <laughs> left the truck there, the equipment there. And <laughs> oh, dude, it, it was just, oh, it was so good. It was just so funny to know that at the end of the night, you know your DJ has probably partied as hard as you have. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> yep, <laughs> yeah. That was just, that was so good. That was so good, and I was just like. I was sitting mm-hmm. there like, if he does this every year, I want to come to this party every year because this is a fucking right. Sexy <laughs> year, right <there."> uh-huh. <laughs> so this is a sight to behold right here. I have never seen this yeah. before. This is too. Fun. <laughs> it's like he was standing. Hey, that's how you know when you're amongst good friends. Uh, yeah, exactly. So you can just Heck, chill yeah. and yeah. yeah he, you're yeah. just standing there grooving for one second, and then the next minute you're just mm-hmm. out. <laughs> just out. Nobody bothering you. Nope. <laughs> no. No. For real. Like they were kind of grouped. I think. Okay. So what happened inside probably explains the crowd that was happening around your your DJ system. Well, I think when they uh, when they was around the equipment, they were trying to figure out how to unplug it, but nobody knew how to unplug it. So I was like, just leave it alone. I was like, I, in my mind, I was like trying to figure out how to unplug it, but. Yeah. My it just wasn't functioning you, you that were way. More dreaming your I'm like, at that point. <laughs> yeah, I'm just like, I'm like, I don't even want to do it. I'm like, y'all got some blankets and it ain't supposed to rain. I'm like, we just gonna cover it up and. Oh yeah, the old. It is what it is for tonight. Yeah, <laughs> like I, I've only that night had a delayed re- that jalapeno tequila. Man, man, that's what got me was that yeah, yeah I had like it got me that night. No, I promise you because yeah. we got home. I think it was like I don't know, it was probably around eleven thirty or something like that. We got home. Mm-hmm. I was feeling good. I felt fine. I had a good amount of the Jello shots. I had a shot of the jalapeno mm-hmm. tequila, a regular shot of tequila, a couple of the Jello shots, and then a couple beers. Mm-hmm. But then yeah. going towards the end of the party, I was having you know a little bit of water, not a whole lot of water. You drink a whole mm-hmm. lot of water, you're just guaranteed to throw up. So I, was drinking, yeah. I was drinking a little bit of water, just a little <laughs> bit just to keep myself hydrated. Felt fine. Marissa drove back home. We get to the house. We're all good. So, actually, no, I drove home. I wasn't even drunk. 
I was that fine. Mm-hmm. I was that fine. Yeah. So fucking, we get home, unwind, go to bed. Three o'clock in the morning, you know, comes. All of a sudden, I feel. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I like, and I, it wakes oh, me no. up. I'm like, oh, oh no! no. <laughs> I was like, I was like, do I need to? Do I need to shit? <laughs> nope, nope, nope. This ain't shit. This ain't mm-hmm. that. <laughs> I hustled my ass to the bathroom. And just what? Fuck. Marissa comes in. Are you okay? I don't know what the fuck happened. <laughs> just like, <That's> I don't know what happened. Seriously, I think it was that jalapeno tequila, though. I think it finally got Yeah, because I had like two shots of them. No shit. Yeah, see, I think what my problem was is I didn't eat and I didn't drink no water. So everything is just. This was, this was makeshift jalapeno tequila. And I say that because it wasn't, you know, you go to a store and they have jalapeno tequila like it's got the flavor. No. Nah. These fucking. People they made this shit. <laughs> to Costco, got the big ass Kirkland tequila, and threw yeah. a shit ton of jalapenos inside of it. That's the nasty shit. And I didn't even know until I took the first shot. I'm like, take the shot, and then I'm like, oh shit, this shit is hot. That was the first thing. <laughs> I'm like, Man, rub first your thing eyes. That was the first thing that I saw. That was the first thing that I saw uh-huh. on the counter when we first walked in. I saw the jalapenos and the Kirkland yeah. tequila. I'm like. Well, that's some mm-hmm. red bitch. Like, if I ever seen this shit, man. Right. Like, what the hell? I'm like, who puts jalapeno? One of them was broken in half, so like the juices and everything would actually come out into mm-hmm. it. So I was like, oh, that's probably spicy as fuck. And then mm-hmm. was the was it Gabby? You said. Yeah. She, she yep. came up. She's like, "Do you want a shot of the jalapeno tequila?" And I smelled it, and I'm like, <laughs> "Nope. I ain't drunk. I ain't, no, I ain't drunk enough for that yet." <laughs> then, I haven't had enough mm-hmm. of that yet. Yeah. Took a regular shot of tequila, had a few beers, then started feeling good. Then Marissa was like, "Try the shot. It's actually pretty good. It's spicy, but it's pretty good." I'm like, "Okay." Mm-hmm. Took a shot. Immediately regretted it because I knew like later on <laughs> it was going to be just whatever end it was coming out of. It wasn't going to feel good. I knew. Mm-hmm. It just it wasn't gonna be. It's just fire, basically. It was what we were drinking. But yeah, that that whole night was mm-hmm. hilarious. Oh yeah, that was definitely one for the. They talk about that party for a while. You still hear people kind of talking about it. So <laughs> I'm like, hey, if it's much later, you start talking about it, that was a good ass hey, party. Uh, Parker had me yeah. rolling. <laughs> that dude is funny, bro. That guy has me rolling. Yeah. That that whole thing, that whole thing was just was just why I I don't even know what happened really at the end. I just knew there was a whole lot of commotion. Somebody was pissed. Yeah, and then mm-hmm. usually when the owner of the house gets pissed, that usually means party's over. So oh, yeah, you know it's done. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We've had plenty. Of, we've yep. had plenty of those, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we we've hosted a few parties that oh my God. probably should not have done, but you Shouldn't know, have young, never happened. Yeah. Young so young and stupid, <laughs> you know. Just doing dumb shit. And uh mm-hmm. you know, people do dumb shit. You uh piss me or my brother off or anybody who's with us off, and that usually means parties over. <laughs> 
Mm-hmm. But there were definitely some parties that were highly regrettable. We should not have done. Very, no, very yeah. stupid in hindsight. <laughs> I'm almost scared to talk about it because if mom listens to this, she's going to throw a fit. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> she laughs about it now. She I laughs about she remembers it. The, do, you, do you remember that one party? I There's remember. like 100 people in our fucking house. No, 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 no. Caleb, Caleb. There was not 100 people. There were 250 people at that house at that night. Oh, fuck. Okay. So, you know what? We're already talking about it. Fuck. It's story time. Let's tell a little bit. Oh, God. Okay? If you don't want to tell it, that's fine. But it's fine. So, my aunt lived uh, behind us. In the house behind us. Right? Oh, God. Mm -hmm. And my cousin, who shall remain nameless, (laughs) uh, decided to have a party there while my aunt and uncle and my parents as well were gone. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. I didn't know this, but apparently they had had a party the night before. God damn. So, <laughs> so, Wait, we had, no, no, no. We had a party the night before at their house. Right. And then, and then the day and after then... is when me and the rest of the boys came as bodyguards. So, mm-hmm. the night before, I wasn't, there were no bodyguards. I wasn't even aware. I'm not going to tell you what I woke up to. Just know that mm-hmm. it was a shock to me. Caleb, you know exactly what I'm talking about. I don't know. So, <laughs> it was a shock to me. So, as, and then we got word that from my cousin, she asked me to, you know, if I can get some of my college buddies, my you know, teammates to be bodyguards for the party. Mm-hmm. Uh, like 18, 19 years old? No, by that time I was... Oh, I was like 18. Oh, no, you, I mean, was, you were. Yeah, yeah, yeah like yeah. 18, 19. I was already like 21. I think going to be 22. <clears throat> so she asked me and I was just kind of like, well, how many people were you inviting? Well, it's going to be a few people, but it's going to be a good-sized party. Adam, one of my, you know, best friends, he's going to be DJing. I'm like, oh. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, oh, shit. So this is about to be like a legit fucking house party. I'm like, well, this is about to be bumping in here. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'll tell you about the night before. <laughs> okay. So. We, the friend, the, yeah, I was going to say, you can tell about the night before because I wasn't there. So the night that we get the bodyguards, you know, I get my boys, Big Jordan, uh, you know, a couple of other uh, teammates, uh, uh, Kobe also there, you know, which, which <sighs> that night ended with Kobe, which is pretty hilarious to me. Um, but <laughs> get all the bodyguards there. And my cousin then tells me we're charging at the door. Mm-hmm. So then that runs into my head. Uh, there's going to be a lot of people here. Yeah. Now, let me put into perspective how big my aunt's house is. It's a single-story house. It's not a two-story. <laughs> okay. The backyard is mainly not. the backyard is mainly a pool. Okay. There's no there's mm-hmm. no like grass area. There's kind of a little bit of walk area at the other end, but it's like almost behind the house in the back corner type of thing. Mm-hmm. 
very like there's three bedrooms but it's like they're smaller rooms like the living room is kind of small or whatever now maybe comfortably you can fit about 50 people like 50 people would be okay going in and out of the house interacting you know doing that kind of stuff 50 people's fine Mm -hmm. 250 people showed up to this fucking party (laughs) My cousin on the other That's side insane. of the town, uh, on the other side of town, her our dad. nephew, our nephew, our nephew, it was Ian. Yeah. He's older mm-hmm. than me, so he's kind of like my cousin. But well, yeah, he's like yeah. A half a year younger than I am. So, but either way, if you look at it in the family, he's technically our nephew. But even even he has heard about the party. Yeah, we didn't invite him. Mm-hmm. I didn't we didn't him. even talk to him. I hadn't talked to him in like a year and a half, and he's like, "Hey, you guys throwing a party over there?" We're like. What? <laughs> How did you hear about this? Well, word got around. You guys are having. There's a party going on over there. I'm like, what the fuck? And this thing like 250 people at this damn house, and it's just like, all right, we're closing the fucking door because I mean, we got people spilling out of the front yard and shit, and it's just like, it's and all bad. Like, we're charging at the door, bro. Like five bucks a head. Mm-hmm. Five. We're racking it. We were racking it in, bro. Like honestly, we were making good fucking money. And going into that whole thing, little did we know, none of us were going to see any of that money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're over here thinking we're going to split it amongst all, because that's a lot of cash. You know, five bucks a head, 250 people do the math. You know, that's, you know, that's a good amount of chunk of change that we can split amongst, you know, the, how many, like six of us? Yeah. There's like six of us, not including my cousin. You know, so that was mm-hmm. going to be a nice little payday from that party. We didn't see none of it. Now, party goes on. Party goes on. I think they charge five for girls, or girls are free, but guys had to pay like 10 bucks. So it's basically, <laughs> it's basically five bucks a head. So I was actually at the front door. Some dude came came up. He's like, oh, can we get in? I'm like, uh, 10 bucks, bro. Mm-hmm. He's like, well, I got a bottle. <laughs> so do we. <laughs> no, no, right? It's like, and I got a pet gerbil, bro. <laughs> it's like, so do we. It's like, he's like, oh, for real, bro. You gonna? I was like, it, house rules, bro. Like, it is what it is. You know, if you don't like it, I, I don't know what to tell you. He walks mm-hmm. away. Obviously, the party was bumping enough because that motherfucker came. Like, not even thirty seconds later, he came back with the ten bucks. To get in <laughs> to the him. party, bro. <laughs> I had never seen it. I was like, damn. I'm like, this dude went all pissed and said, you know what? I still want to get into this party. And paid 10 bucks a year. Mm-hmm. So, party's going on. Party's going on. Next thing you know, most of the bodyguard teammates that I brought are poly boys. Mm-hmm. And, 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 then you, and then you have Tank. <laughs> I'm not going to say his actual name, but then you have Tank. You're big old, you know, six foot four, you know, 260, 65, 270 pound freaking black dude, just muscle, just mm-hmm. big dude. We have him and then the rest of the party. Well, hell of a defensive end. Yeah, he, he was. He was. That, that's for sure. He played his state for a bit too. Huh? Yeah. So now. We have all of them. the next thing I know. I hear that Polly scream that loud ass ringing, you know, call. 
And we all know what that call mm-hmm. means amongst, you know, our, the teammates and bodyguards. All We all know what it means. That means somebody's about to fight. <laughs> yeah. Somebody's about to get into it. So we go over there. There's a little pushing and shoving. Dudes goes outside. And uh, three little Mexican cats come up. And they want to fight. At first, they pick a fight with Jordan. And Jordan, Jordan is a 6'6", six, six, 300-pound freaking offensive tackle. You some don't want to mess with him. Like Hawaiian, yeah. Hawaiian dude, yeah. this yeah. big old. You know what And he – and my, the Mexi- Mexican guy. dude, 5'4", 130 pounds soaking wet. Like, <laughs> no guy. Jordan looked at him and said, no, bro. You don't want these problems. You don't, you, you don't want that fight. <laughs> you don't want. You don't fight. want that fight. You don't want that. No. So then, dude looks around and he's looking around to see who he's going to pick to fight. I'm standing right there. I'm thinking, mm-hmm. oh, I'm about to get into a fight, or some one of us is about to get into a fight. Next thing I know, this kid turns and points at Kobe. Now, Kobe is about six foot, six foot one. A 245-pound rock. Mm. Just a solid dude who practices MMA regularly. Mm. He chooses him, and we all look at each other like, no. We we said, wait, what? And then then Jordan looked at me and said, he picked the fight. So they proceed to go out in the middle of the street. We go down the street a little bit. We don't want the fight breaking out in front of the house because then that's where people will know where the party's at. So we yeah. go out a little bit farther down into the street. And Kobe proceeds to straight up Anderson Silva, this motherfucker. <laughs> Not damn. Straight up like Rampage Jackson. <laughs> this punk. man took his shoes off, took he, his pants off. He went in okay. underwear. He took his shirt off. Yeah. He took his pants off. The only thing he had on were his boxer briefs, and I think he was this close to even taking those off. Okay, so <laughs> this dude was just straight. And I'm sorry if I see anybody basically completely undress themselves for a fight and then start kind of slapping their legs and you know getting into yeah, you know. I, like Kevin Hart said, was it Kevin Hart who said it? As a matter of fact, I apologize. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Just I, so this dude, he, I'll give it to him. He took his beating. He, he took a fucking ass whooping right there. Had him on the ground in the fetal position at one point. He looked up, and then as soon as he looked up, Kobe came down with a hammer fist straight down on his nose, busted his nose open. <laughs> Just it was a pretty heated moment. Next thing you know, somebody yells, Hey, people over there, they're on the phone. They look like they're calling the cops. Mm -hmm. Well, party's over. So we all (laughs) run into the house. And we literally have to tell 250 people inside and outside leaking out into the back. We have to navigate through everyone and tell everyone to shut the fuck up because the cops are coming. Mm-hmm. This is a straight up out of what's the movie? Uh, oh God, Project X. Project X. Straight out of a Project X movie, bro. 
Yeah, everybody just cops shut the fuck up and get <laughs> get in the hiding spot. Cops came around. We could see them out the window. They're going around shining the light or whatever, looking to see. Everyone in the house is quiet. Everyone doesn't move. Everyone's just shut up. Cops leave. Wait a few minutes. DJ music back on and pop party's going again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. And then five minutes after it restarts, the dudes who got their ass kicked came back. Bit wow. Wanting like, really, bro? Wanting some more. So Tank, I don't know where he got it. I honestly don't care where he got it because you can't write it. this shit. He had it, and it was comedic in the sense that he didn't even know why he had it. <laughs> this motherfucker. The next thing I know, I hear. I hear his fucking stun gun. I thought the dude came back and stun gunned one of my boys. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh shit. So I ran out to the front. And as soon as I run out to the front, the three dudes are backing up. Uh, Jordan, uh, uh, a couple of the other boys. I keep forgetting the name. A couple of other boys, they're trying to push them off. But Tank, in the meantime, is walking towards them with a stun gun, making it go. And I look at him and I go, where the fuck did you get the stun gun? And he looks at me. With the biggest shit-eating grin smile on his face that I've ever seen in my life. Just, <laughs> I don't know, bro. Just, I saw a dude, he had it. I took it from him and uh, used it. <laughs> now I got to save it. <laughs> he didn't give it back, by the way. He took that one. <laughs> uh, hell yeah. I took that shit with me, too. I was like, who the hell comes to this type of I was like, you know what? Whoever brought that stun gun came prepared just in case something was about to pop off. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. They knew if something were to go down. Okay. Now, kudos to whoever brought it, but Tank is the one who ended up using it <laughs> and never giving it back. <laughs> go out the next day. Everyone clears out. House is a fucking wreck, bro. A whole bunch of stuff was already you know, broken. Uh, on the outside, broken glass bottles inside the pool. And the, the, come to find out, <clears throat> people had stolen my aunt's wine bottles and everything. Like, hundred, oh, like apparently $100, $200 wine bottles that had been sitting in her mm-hmm. little cabinet right there for like years. Yeah, that barefoot wine, yeah. $100. And, sh- and it's not, it's, it's not, <laughs> but oh, well, whatever it was, <laughs> you know, all of her liquor right there got stolen. The liquor from the liquor cabinet and all that stuff got taken into people drinking that and everything. The place was just trashed, trashed. It was crazy. And, and I get a phone call <laughs> from my, from my mom. Because they didn't get back until about like two days after the whole thing. But apparently our cousin Mm -hmm. refused to do any cleanup work around the house because when my aunt came back, she got a hold of my mom and my mom came in telling what the fuck happened. 
Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, but it was hard to believe for me that with all the bodyguards and everyone that we had watching the place, we had put all the like important stuff. We put all the important stuff in the rooms and locked them up. And so, so I'm like, how the hell could this happen? And then that's where I find out there was a party the night before. (laughs) The previous day, yeah. That shit was funny though. Honestly, take it away. It was. I was. I was just. I went out chilling in the backyard. I was having a cigarette, and I go out back and I just hear some music playing. You know, at my aunt's house. That's at that time we had a hole in our fence, and we could just walk through this little alleyway. So I just walked mm-hmm. through the fence and I kind of peered over over their fence and I see like thirty people chilling in the backyard and I'm like, "What the fuck is going on right now?" Our aunt so, actually told us before they left to make sure that our cousin didn't have any parties. And I was like, "What the <laughs> fuck is going on right now?" And so I walk over. I walk all the way around. Shows how much we listen. Walk all the way around and I and I head down there and I walk into the house and. Looking for my cousin. I'm like, where the fuck? I'm like, where the fuck are they? And I'm sitting there. And next thing I know, I see my buddy Adam. And I'm like, what What the hell is going on? He's like, oh, I'm DJing this. Like, I'm like, where's my cousin? And he's like, well, she's, you know, she went somewhere. And I'm like... What do you mean she went somewhere? <laughs> I'm like, what do you mean she went somewhere? And what? And then her best friend at that time that was going to school, she was like, she she saw me and she freaked out. She starts calling calling her up and um, after that, she just kept calling her and calling her and calling her and calling her. And finally, picked up. She was at another house party at a hot tub party. She left the party that oh. she had thrown at her house for another party while other people oh, were wow. still at her house. <laughs> while there was like 50 people at the house, 50 to 100 people at the house, she left the house. She did. So that's when we found out that that's when really all the shit had been taken away because that party was going on for another, that, that was going on for like a good hour and a half before I even noticed what the hell was there. And apparently she had been gone for like two hours. She gave the the, the date and time, and then she ditched before the party even started. She left our best. She left our best friend Adam basically in charge of the whole thing. And I walk in there just to see my buddy Adam with his shirt off, (laughs) doing some kind of gyrating dance, (laughs) while some girl's pouring tequila down his chest. Ooh, nah, damn. That's what I walked into. And I was just like, Adam and oh, his face was fucking horrible. <laughs> oh, his, he, he looks up and he goes, oh, and he's like, what's up? And I'm like, what's up, buddy? Like, the fuck you doing here? <laughs> I'm like, what are you doing here? He's just like, oh, I'm DJ. And I'm like, are you? Are you DJ? It's not what that looked like, man. And he's sitting there, just, we start laughing and Next thing you know, I'm like, at that point in my life, I was, I was, I was a dumbass. Like I just, I, I went in there and joined them, you know. And I, saw, I, I basically, yeah, I joined them. I was like having a good time or whatever. And finally, mm-hmm. cousin gets back, and I'm like, what the fuck? Like, why would you leave your own party? 
Like yeah. you're hosting your own party and you're just gonna dip. <laughs> like who the fuck does and that's, that? And yeah, that was probably the night that and got taken. And that's when everything <coughs> got trashed. And my cousin came home so fucked up, and it was just like, "What the fuck are you thinking?" Like, obviously, we weren't thinking anything. Was crazy. We did it the fucking next day. <laughs> yeah, no, because I I came back Aww. with the story. And my brother's there and be like, hey, we can throw another one. Fuck it. Like, I mean, well, it wasn't necessarily my idea. I got asked. I got asked to be a bodyguard. <laughs> and I think that was the reason why. Because she had left and she probably noticed oh, that just, things had gotten oh, stolen she, and fucked up and everything. She, she pinned everything on you, dog. I know she did. That's, That's funny. She pinned it on me that first night. And I was like, no, 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 no. I wasn't here that first there. <laughs> I was like, uh-huh. that's when everything got taken. The second party, we had everything fairly under control. You know, things were getting broken, obviously. It was like, but, you know, things weren't getting stolen. We put all the valuable shit away. You know, so we don't know what the fuck you're talking about. But yeah, she tried to blame me for a lot of the shit. She tried to blame Adam for a lot of the shit, too. Yeah. Which uh, my uncle ended up taking his bike. <laughs> but Adam, he had left his bike there when he left. My uncle came back, and I'm talking to my uncle and my aunt, trying to you know defuse everything and you know that kind yeah. of stuff. Next thing you know, Adam walks up and he goes, uh, "Hi," and my uncle looks at him like, "I was like, Adam, no, you gotta go, bro. My uncle about to kill you right now." I was like, yeah. <laughs> and he's like, uh, he's like, I can't get my bike. And my uncle, dead serious, straight face. It's my fucking, it's straight like, straight like Debo from Friday. No, it's, it's my fucking bike. Straight up goes, it's my bike now. Yeah. And, he said, I don't oh. know what bike you're talking about. That's my bike. <laughs> <laughs> and Adam goes, uh, okay, and walks away. <laughs> yeah, that's all you can say. <laughs> And I know my grandpa has he, uh, oh, my uncle. He, I mean, he had a nice shotgun too. Yeah, he had a real nice. Oh, one. Was, he was uh, not afraid to pull that fucking muzzle brake and everything. That thing was nice. Mm-hmm. He's ready to use that. Thing. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. All right. So West Valley. So yeah, this is the so this is the story we have to we oh, have to bring God. up. It's a football story. So, uh, 2012, right? 2013. 2013. 2012, 2013. Yeah, somewhere around there. So around that season, uh, I bust my fucking knee up the year before. I'm not playing. So I'm broadcasting. I'm, I'm broadcasting. So I'm basically, you know, calling the game from up in the thing and, they're putting it over the radio on the mm-hmm. So I'm calling the game. Well, I had been calling the games up until these points. <laughs> so my brother, myself, and our cousin, who is also on the team, uh, on game day, uh, probably, uh, again, not smart decision. It was the last last. Last game of the season. Didn't really give a fuck. We're playing the worst team in the conference. Um, I walk into there, and, I mean, we're sitting there. We wake up. We had a 1 o'clock kickoff, right? No, no it was a night. Like it was, like, towards – it was, like, fucking, like, a 3 o'clock kickoff. 3, 4 o'clock kickoff. Oh, yeah. 
So yeah. we had plenty of time in the and, morning to hang out, you know. And, yeah, we were chilling and we were smoking blunts. We weren't even getting fucked. <laughs> you know, we mm. had we were getting fucked no, up. No, we were getting to be like, honest. loaded. Next, we we're getting loaded. Like, and I'm sitting there. I mean, we had like seven blunts in rotation between like four people, and we're just sitting there going back to back to back to back to back. We're, it was a good two hour long session. Next thing you know, we look up and warm ups are literally. In like fifteen minutes, we live like thirty minutes away. <laughs> oh, damn! <laughs> I look up and I look at the, I look at the clock and I'm like, "Wait, what time is it?" We I was like, go. "Fuck, bro!" I was like, "We gotta go." <laughs> I was like, "Not only, I'm not only do game. I have to drive the boys, <laughs> I was like, not only do I have to drive the boys over to the game, I have to call the fucking game." <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. like, we gotta go, Lo- just load it. Loaded. We ended up going absolutely. Trash, I had glasses on. Absolutely. Trash. So we get, we get to the field, and <laughs> all three of us walk up, just, just low, low-eyed, fucking gone, bro. My coach <laughs> took one look at me and he said, "Hold." <laughs> He's like, "All right, we got this. Like, we got right. this. We can do this, bro." And I'm sitting there, and I'm like, "Yeah, coach, I got you. Don't worry. Don't worry." And first half, we go out there, and oh, man, bro, did I shit the fucking man, dude. I, oh, oh, my did God. You I had to sit there and call it while I fucked up. Because, yeah. So I'm in the broadcast. Right, I'm in the broadcast. Bed. We show up, so I get into the broadcast spot. My broadcast teacher's looking at me. She's like, are you ready to call the game? In my head, I'm like, she doesn't know I'm fucked up oh. right now. I was like, <laughs> I was like, I was like, hell yeah. I was like, yeah, yeah, let's go. Let's, let's do this. All in the meantime, I never take my sunglasses off. Mm-hmm. I'm inside. 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 The glasses are on. I'm inside. <laughs> the glasses are on. Polarized glasses. I know I reek. I know game. I reek because I didn't change. I was in the same shit that I was wearing mm-hmm. when we were getting fucked up. She's like, okay, yeah. well, go join you know, Corey up there in the booth and you guys get ready to go and everything like that. And I was like, okay, cool. I'm in the booth. Sun start coming down. You know, it's getting dark. Lights are, you know, lights are out on the field. Still have my glasses on, you know. It's nighttime. I still have my glasses on. I don't give a shit, you know. I am determined to make sure that nobody knows that I have fucked up. <laughs> so we're sitting there, and I'm sitting there calling the game. I can hear myself slur some of my speech. Mm-hmm. And once I hear it, I like catch myself and like repeat what I said, but like normally. Yeah. And it's not like I'm the color commentator. I'm the play by play guy. I'm the play by play guy. Call. Balls at the five, uh, 10, 15, uh, tackled. Uh, number fifty-two. <laughs> <laughs> number fifty-two on the tackle, <laughs> and then it gets oh, to God. we go to commercial break. And after like the first series, my partner Corey he knew I was fucked up. So mm-hmm. we're at our like little commercial break or whatever, and he looks at me and he goes, "You want to switch?" <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "What do you mean?" I, you know, you know, just. 
You want me to call play by play and you call color? You know what? Yeah, that's a pretty damn good idea right now. Yeah, yeah you know what? That's yeah. A pretty good idea. Yeah. Let's do that. Let's do that. Get back on air and, you know, keep going. I'm color commentary, so I don't really have to say a whole lot just after the play is over or mm-hmm. you know, say one or two things or whatever. Go on to have a great bo- podcast – or not a podcast, a broadcast. You know, the, the, mm-hmm. It came out good. I listened back to it a couple of days later when our – teacher edited it and got everything out. I was like, it came out good, huh? And now I know I can perform under pressure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, talking about oh, that. Just so halftime comes up. I'm sitting there, bro, and I'm like, I'm about to fall asleep. I'm on the hardest come down of my life, bro. <laughs> and I'm talking, I'm, I'm talking to my coach, and I'm like, coach, just give me a goddamn Snickers <laughs> and a goddamn Gatorade. I was like, just give me a Snickers and a Gatorade, and I got you. <laughs> and he goes, fuck it. Get the, and he runs to the snack shack, buys the Snickers and a Gatorade, and he comes up and he hands it to me. And then we ended up winning that game 21 what? He threw 14? two touchdowns the second seven. half. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. And I ran for one. Oh, man. I couldn't believe it. At the end of the game, all three of us, like, as we were going home, we were looking at each other like, what the fuck just happened? Did you really just go through that with no faults and no problems right now? I'm like, did I? I was like, did I? Did I just? Did we just win? Like, come on. Like, what? How bad was the other team to where they got torched by a stoned quarterback? Right. I was fucking, bro. I was so gone. I was just just in the moment. I was like, and he's like, I'm just gonna keep giving you run plays. Fucking bastard! You gonna make me run right now? Like, come on, right? He's sitting there, calls another run play. Let me fucking throw it. Like, oh no, not in this condition. Get your goddamn Snickers first. He kept, oh, he made me take an ass whooping. Though. Yeah. I got a good, like, I had, like, a good 70 yards on the ground yeah. in that game. And a touchdown on the ground. So. Not a sneak. Shotgun. <laughs> 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 it was a sneak out of shotgun. I just literally just <laughs> fell onto my center. Like, <laughs> like, my center dove, and I just fell on top of him, and we were over the line. Like, <laughs> it's like, touchdown. Cool. Like, <laughs> Sitting there, I'm laying next to him, and I'm like, hey, buddy, scored. <laughs> He's like, fuck yeah, we high five. <laughs> All while just loaded. That was just, to me, I couldn't fucking believe that we had actually gotten away with it. Canned, bro. Fucking canned. I mean, I don't think we got away with it, per se. But. <laughs> no, nah, I was definitely running last oh. practice. <laughs> The last game of the season, somehow I still run around in the week. Like, Come pull you out of class and shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I got you, Caleb. Even at the track. <laughs> oh, you thought you were free, huh? Last game of the season, you thought you could do whatever mm-hmm. you wanted, huh? Mm-hmm. It was all good, huh? West Valley. Oh, <laughs> yeah. got the win. Oh. Uh, well, welcome on, to coach. week one of training camp. <laughs> uh, don't do this to me. 
Oh man, it was just it was too good. I had and then so that wasn't the only game that I've been fucked oh. up at. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that was, that one in Kansas was funny. That was my best game of my life. And what? So apparently, it just goes to show: if you smoke weed, you're going to do good at football. So, <laughs> oh yeah, it's not a performance enhancer. Trust me, it's not. No, it's definitely <laughs> it not. not. It, but it'll make you a little. We're focused. sitting there taking it. I was literally like five minutes late to getting on the bus for <laughs> one of our games, and we're, it's like an hour away, so I had some time to come down or whatever. And, Bro, I shit you not, dude. Like, our, our perfect plays, our warm-up plays that we're supposed to be doing, like, perfectly mm-hmm. and shit, like our bread-and-butter plays that we always do. I mean, I got guys who are pulling on something that they should be reached at and then, like, running into me and shit. Guys going the wrong way. I don't even make it, like, two plays in, and I'm and I call everybody in. I'm like, fuck no. Everybody in the locker room. Like, I'm like, we're <laughs> fucking done. I'm like, that's some fucking bullshit. Everybody in the locker room. <laughs> And I was so high, bro. Like I was sitting there Take, taking taking a leadership before before we even got into the fucking yeah. game. That's how you know a real leader. You can get fucked up on jabs and smoking and still be able to take control of the locker room, and they take you seriously. And it was like, mm-hmm. and it was like, it was like ninety two percent pure. Like the shit was clear. The, and we're sitting there taking dabs, like right before we get on the bus. We get on there, and like I mean, oh, so that even means one of two up. things. So we just check everybody. A great in. leader. Or the people who are following you are just as dumb as you are. <laughs> <laughs> but let me oh, finish. <laughs> so we sit there. We go back into the locker room. Their fans had already kind of showed up to watch us warm up, right? So the, all their all their fans were already there when they were watching us warm. They saw the whole fucking bullshit charade that we put up. <laughs> On our perfect plays, right? We didn't even make it. We're supposed to run 10. We only ran three. Like, it's just not, it's like, it's not good. So we take everybody in the locker room, like, get it to fuck together. Like, like, this bullshit. Like, we're not about to do this shit. This team is fucking trash. And we should run them up, up, like, up wherever we want. Too goddamn high for this. We need to run the ball. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm fucking high as fuck trying to get my team up. Trying to get high with and you. And then we go out there and first play, bro, I throw a fucking touchdown like on a tight end crossing route. <laughs> this is and I'm rolling out and I throw a touchdown. And that shit gets called back. And then we run literally the ball all the way down their fucking throat, dude. Literally all the way down their throat. We score on that drive. And then the next two drives, or the next three drives, I threw three touchdowns. And I threw for, like, 250 yards in a triple option offense. Yeah. So, as you, as you can – three touchdowns. As you, as you can tell by this conversation, Matt Stiggs, uh, CJ is mm-hmm. a uh, little bit narcissistic. And uh, he loves <laughs> – That was the best game of my life, bro. Love to talk about his account. No, I'm just you're a typical quarterback, dude. That's just what it is. (laughs) 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 I something that the Dallas Cowboys do not have. I had to take it. I had to take it. I had to take the rip. I had to take the rip before we did this thing. I had to. I had we had been talking so many weeks of just 
And trust me, when Kay gets on here, he's gonna get. He'll probably get on here uh, Friday. But uh, when you got, are you guys gonna come back on Monday next week too? Okay. Yeah. So yep. if he's on next, uh, if he's on on Monday, then you're definitely gonna hear it from him. You're, gonna, <laughs> you're definitely yeah, okay. gonna hear it from him. You got a little, you got a little sprinkle <laughs> of what. Uh, for me, I play the long game. So I'm just gonna slowly roast your ass. It's like a good brisket. It's like a good brisket, slow and low. Just yeah. hey, when y'all get to six, hey. let me know. Hey. Hey. Rams are staying right hey, now. Well, we at five. So win a playoff game. Let me know. <laughs> hey, it don't even make a difference if you don't win that Super Bowl. It don't matter how far well, you get. We were there. <laughs> we were there. <laughs> so was Shaquille and J Lo. They didn't win no I prize. Mean, I think we all won for that last time. Yeah. <laughs> Witherspoon is trash. Spoon is trash. Oh, oh, Sorry, well, I didn't say it. That's why he didn't play in the Super Bowl. Thank God. Yeah, that would have ended up pretty bad. He wouldn't have got that pick. That most then everybody found out Richard Sherman had manophobia. <sighs> what do you mean? <laughs> okay, we're gonna get into that another time. It's a little too late right now. <laughs> I can get into this even farther, but we'll keep moving. <laughs> uh, but as of this Monday's episode, thank you guys for listening. It was fun. Good getting to know Mad Six and CJ. Two guys is gonna be on our Monday broadcast. Uh, from here on out, so it's good to get to know these guys. You will be hearing more of them as time goes on. Uh, so, yeah, be sure to check out Pernada Bros Productions, YouTube, uh, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all that shit. You know, from All Pro Joppos, you got that at uh, the Joppos AP on Twitter. Uh, go check out Ring Psychology Podcast. If you like uh, pro wrestling, WWE, AEW, all that kind of stuff, Ring Psychology Podcast is also there. Ring Psych PC. And then go follow the Twitter, Alpha PVP. And, yeah, getting the, getting the, getting the ball rolling. She follow yes, Mad follow Six. Ma- you got one day. One day. When this comes out, you have plenty of time to be able to vote for this man as a uh, Sammy Award winner. Well, award hopeful for best well, award nominee, nominee for 24 for, hours for best <laughs> DJ in like for of like Sacramento Sacramento DJ DJ of the year, year yep. of Sacramento let's make it happen let's get Mad Sticks the recognition he deserves man's chilling with E40 guys I'm like fuck come on give the guy some love <laughs> right <laughs> Uh, CJ, he he's he's uh, he's one of those guys that he doesn't have social media, uh, but he is keeping up on things. Yeah, because he has me. <laughs> <laughs> yep, <laughs> I'm basically the one relaying all his fucking information. <laughs> And I, I like and you, exactly yeah. So yeah. that was one of the things that was you know I wanted to get into this show. Just well-rounded individuals, different things, different uh, sports topics from boxing, football, NBA, uh, baseball. Whenever they stop cheating, 
Yeah, we get to just who, <laughs> who is it? Well, now? It's still the Astros. They're getting beamed every play. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, they're getting beat up. <laughs> you know, there, there's, there's a lot of sports to be able to talk Wait, about. They, yeah, they're throwing at them or what? They're getting hit. Damn. <laughs> yeah, they like nine with like nine nine batters and got hit since spring training. Are they yeah. nine total batters got hit? And that's not even the start of the season. Just wait until that happens. My God, these guys are about to get freaking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Their on base percentage is about to be up there, though. I'll tell you that. <laughs> yeah, that's like the only good statistic they're gonna have. Their OBP yeah. is a thousand. Why? Because all nine of them are getting hit. Why are they still winning games? Because they're literally mm-hmm. hitting them all around base pass. Yeah, that's <laughs> ridiculous. But yeah, thank you guys for listening. This is episode five. It's story time with the Jaffas. Got to know Mad Six and CJ. You know, like you said, got to know them a little bit more. Can't wait to have them on for future shows. And I hope at this next Monday we'll have everybody on here so we'll have a full-on conversation with all of the Jaffas instead of just three of us. So until next time, guys, thank you, and we will see you guys next time. And like I, I was gonna say, like Eesh. I told the boys on the last episode, you guys are f- more than happy to say goodbye. You can say bye. <laughs> you guys can say peace, love, and hair grease. We'll see you guys next time. <laughs>